0: I'm going to turn you up a little in my head as well. Talk for a second. Yvonne?
1: I am Groot. Oh, beautiful. Okay.
0: Nice to meet you, Groot. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, October 29th, 2022. It's about 3.10 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Enter and Yvonne Bo is here too. Hello, Yvonne.
1: Hello. Look, I, I actually found a mute button. Oh, excellent. And I, I unmuted myself. I am so something. proud unlike, of you. I'm so unlike proud. Unlike other occasions <laughs> this time, I, I'm like, shit, shit. Where is this damn button? You know? Let me let me make sure I this have it. Warms the cockles of my heart.
0: <laughs> what is a cockle? I don't know. Anyway.
1: I don't <laughs> whatever they are.
0: The agenda today. We are going to have our usual but first segment. And then we will have one segment on tech stuff and one segment on politics stuff. And that's the plan. That that is the plan. Um, on, on, but first I will start out, I have two really quick things and then I'll decide if I want something bigger too. But my two little quick things are one, I just want to point out last on last week's episode, there was a point at which there was, you know, Alex crashed through the door, hit a box and it made a bunch of noise. And I said something along the lines of, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, Because I have this process, you know, my post-processing tries to remove background noises. Right. I I mean, that I've been using lately. Like, Uh um, you know, it's different than what I did a few months ago and it's different, but whatever. And you will notice you heard that crash very clearly last week. But it's because the noise processing actually did a really great job. And without the, with the noise removal stuff in place. There was no noise, but then Yvonne and I started talking about the noise.
2: Ah! And,
0: and we're like, well, look at that noise. And then I told a whole little story about the noise and blah, blah, blah. But you never heard the noise. Ah. So I actually removed the noise processing, anti-noise stuff for the whole show, which of course means you heard a lot of other background noises throughout the show. But I needed to let the listeners hear the crash, you know? <laughs> so... And, and I could have been more fancy and, like, you know, m- mixed it together, like, took taken out the noise processing just for,
1: like, that little bit and not – but that's t- – it, it, it would – it was too much work. I was like, well, screw, well, that, if, screw that. You know, we were – you know, somebody was recommending we, we, we could get even fancier with the show. I think and, we should try the thing that was recommended on ArcMargin's Corner Slack. I mean, yep. I, 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 mean, I do think that you know there is this apparently technology that they could create like a deep fake of my voice, and then you know Sam, you know, could go on a week that I'm not available, just just have this this you know this this deep fake chatbot just read stuff. That I've maybe, you know, I, I actually proposed that we had a Slack conversation you yeah. know, about the elections, you know, very lengthy one this week. That Sam was annoyed that, you know, we didn't. Uh, yeah, like that, I, I, didn't, I was, was going to mention this
0: when we got to the politics section. Like there was this whole long discussion that Yvonne and I had on polls and the interpretation of right. polls and when things are like a dead heat or a coin toss and when they're not and blah, right. blah, blah. And and I, at the end of it, I'm like, you know, it really pisses me off when we have these kinds of conversations on the Slack instead
1: of saving it for the show. And what I what I said was, look, just have the deep fake uh, robot just read it out loud. There, there you go. Um, no, See, this, anybody this... can tell the difference.
0: <laughs> um, the the software. This was um, Bob on our Comedians Corner Slack uh, pointed it pointed us at it. Because of the uh, because we were talking about this kind of stuff on the show a week or two ago, I, I guess it was last week it's it's a place called descript and mm-hmm. it's a it's a podcast editing tool amongst other things. but the the bit it does here uh is that it actually like when you're editing the audio, it actually places a transcript directly over the audio form, mm-hmm. which lets you um, like if you want to remove a word, you can just highlight the word and hit delete instead of sort of slicing it before and after the
1: word and adjusting damn, it. That's and that's pretty damn it good. Out. Okay, you know, oh come on, this shit's got to be expensive, right?
0: Um, not that expensive. Yeah. Uh, it, it's in the same ballpark as the stuff we're using now, so I think it's worth a try one week, and they have a okay. free trial and stuff too.
1: Um, and it, well, what I it's said also is that the you know the one the one draw. Well, this about is what I would,
0: What I was going to say here is you can take the word and remove it, but also if you said the wrong word, you can put in the right word. And as long as you have more than like 20 minutes of the person talking, it'll fill in the voice properly. And that's where you're, I don't know how well it would do filling in like whole paragraphs, but apparently it's, it's pretty decent at like, you know, if you just messed up a word fixing it and that kind of stuff
1: well what but, i was what i was th- what i was worried is that you know if i let sam use this for a few weeks you know and i'm and i'm gone by the end you know there will be the, these podcasts where apparently i'm just a raving psychopathic qn on racist nazi well, You know? well cer- we certainly could that do that but also just <laughs> on
0: just every regular show like you know, when we go back and forth and we have a difference of opinion, I can just add in the section at the end where you're like, "Yes, Sam, you're right. You've conversed. <laughs> I was wrong. You, were I was right.
1: totally wrong. You were right. Yes, there you go. Exactly. There you go. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you. I mean, that's that, this, this thing scares me a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know to do with this thing. You know, it's like crap. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, so maybe
0: we'll try it one week. I don't know. Like it, yeah. it, it changes the way you record things and stuff as well. But like you know, the the solution I've been using lately, I've had some issues with. You know, I've mentioned this before. Like it, there was issue. Like I used to. It it
1: it. it, it it, this ZenCaptor well, thing. They, 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 they did some so-called improvements recently. They did some so-called it's,
0: it's improvements, gone. which actually made my life harder. It made it so I couldn't trust the post-processing it, that it, they did automatically, worth, and I'm it, happy right? to use. And I mean, and it, now I'm using a separate service for the post-processing, plus I yeah, with an, but,
1: an additional editing step in between. Well, it's getting it back even, towards the... Yeah, but it wasn't even working right for weeks. I mean, we were having difficulty saving the shows and shit. I mean, it was bad. Well, well
0: uh, and and yeah, and part of the problem was for the the pulling out the post processing. Like, I would I would do the post processing and then try to download it and only get half of it, and I'd try it over and over and over again, and then eventually get something. And then yeah, I, I, it, it, it was a mess. And I don't know. Like, hopefully they'll fix all their little bugs or whatever. But I, I got after two or three weeks, I was like, I can't deal with this. And so, like, I stopped using them for the post-processing part at all and started using a different service for the post-processing. And anyway, like, a a number of weeks back, like, we changed to this software because the old software didn't work properly on M1 Macs when I updated to an M1 Mac. Right. But, but... um, Otherwise, it also let me like really simplify my workflow. And I, I talked about yes. this on the show before where, you know, I was doing all kinds of little things that made it like mar- making the show like marginally better and like taking out ums and ahs. And when we we overlapped, be I like,
2: better. Fix- I mean,
1: what the fuck are we? But I, mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah, I mean, okay. why are we trying to do this damn thing? I mean, you know, we're miserable. Yeah. Yeah, so the point was, that was
0: taking me way too much time every weekend, so I also took advantage of the Switch to just say, okay, it has an automatic like thing, just do the damn automatic thing. And I was basically down to, I would listen to the show and eliminate any, like, you know, if we had an interruption where, like, you know...
1: Something We crashed. actually had that
0: several minutes where we weren't talking because the dog was barking or Alex was doing something or one of us like took a break to get water or whatever. Like I would take those out, but like the, you know, I, but I didn't do anything else basically. But, and now, but now that I've got these multiple steps again, I'm, I find myself doing some more of that stuff. Not as much as I did, but still more of it. I don't know. It's a balance. Anyway, I did not want to talk about all of that. I was just mentioning that I, you know, I For people where I said, oh, I've got this great noise canceling, so you might not have heard the crash at all. And everybody's like, oh, the crash was really loud. Your noise processing must be crap. No, it's because I actually left it on on purpose so that you could hear the crash. That's all I wanted to say on that, really. Okay. And I also wanted to mention, just as a follow-up, you know, last week's show... Uh, we, we did a shout-out to Matt and offered him a mug. He did get back to us with an address. I have not sent out the mug yet as of now, but I will when I edit this show. I will I, I, use I, me talking about this as a reminder to go and order the mug and send it to him. So
1: I, I don't know if your you mug saw will be that on I, your way soon, Matt. I, I mean, Sam sent some options of us looking like cartoons that I thought were just horrible. Be, oh, I, was, I don't know what the hell what I, what I, I did I, what
0: I, it, we, we haven't talked about this on the show but there's uh there's this been this like Renaissance of like AI automatically generated art online and one of them is Dali, and specifically Dali 2 recently like a month or two ago got open to the public it before that it was like invite only or whatever and but now anybody can go log in create an account go and you get a certain number of credits uh, per week which is actually pretty large if you're just messing around um, and you can have it generate stuff and it, it's like you can say um, you know a cartoon of a fox running from an elephant or whatever and it'll give you something that is fairly reasonable or you can say like you know a 3d model of a thing or you can even say like you want a, a painting in the style of Picasso or yeah you know, all this kind of stuff and it's free and it, it like you put in the prompt it'll generate four of them automatically and then if you like one of them you can use it as a base and generate more variants of it there's a lot of things you can play around with um but anyway i was just goofing around and deciding to use this thing and i put in um a cartoon of the hosts of curmudgeons corner uh and obviously it did not know who we were so it didn't actually do pictures of us Stupid program uh yeah it just picked some Curmudgeonly looking people, I guess. It also apparently does not know how to spell, because you know it had like various attempts to say "curmudgeon's corner," but none of them did.
1: Not not very well, no.
0: Yeah, it was funny though. I don't know. If you haven't played around with Dolly 2, there there's some other like Stable Diffusion and some other things too that are similar. Uh, they're a lot of fun to play around.
1: Right? I, I, so I did give send them a you shot. A picture of, of our old mug cartoon in cartoon yes. form, which yeah. I actually thought looked pretty good. Actually, <laughs> to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, you know, what Yvonne is talking about is just taking a regular photograph and putting it through a
1: cartoon filter. Well, but this, this was a good, yeah. well, but this was a yeah. good picture of us that we actually, not yes. one day. And I just, you know, it turned it into. It's, it's the one we used on our mugs. And, um, and it turned out, it turned out looking pretty good. Is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. sometimes, I mean, it could have turned out looking terrible. It actually turned out looking pretty good. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the logo
0: on our stupid podcast. Yes. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. um, is that enough for me, or should I like squeeze in one more thing?
1: You can squeeze something else.
0: Well, I haven't one, done one of these for a while, so I figure I'll do media, but the oldest media on the list that we have not talked about is actually one of yours, Yvonne. Which is? You read a book called Iron Curtain.
1: Oh, that was, jeez, that was a long time ago. Like nine months or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I had read the book before. Way, way long time even before. Will you tell us about Iron Curtain, Yvonne? Well, Iron Curtain <laughs> was a book that was yes. re- r- written by, oh gosh, what's her name? Applebaum. Applebaum? I am unprepared for this at this moment. <laughs> Be being ambushed by this. Uh, I like uh, the ambush, Yvonne. Oh God! You know you and my wife. Um, uh, hold on. Let me look up the name of. Uh, uh, let me just confirm the name. Iron
0: Curtain: The Crushing of Eastern Europe
1: by Anne Applebaum. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, okay, From 2012. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a while. Okay, um, the book spoke about. It talked in detail, a couple of things. Um, one, it described. V- a, a, very much in detail how Russian troops uh, were in the battlefield as they approached uh, Berlin itself. To, 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 is that a, to, a, you know as they were, you know, Russian troops were coming from the west. The uh, Allied troops were coming from the east. Uh, well, there were. Well, I mean, you know, the I know US, what you mean. Yeah. Um. Um. And and closing in on Berlin, and there was a race to get to Berlin first. And it talked a lot about many of the things that happened and the kind of behavior that Russian troops exhibited on the way there uh, that are recurring themes in a lot of the stuff that you see right now in the behavior that you're seeing uh, by Russian troops in the field in Ukraine, uh, both in as they are uh, invading And, uh, stuff that they are doing and both as they are retreating as well in which basically they, they, they are very scorched earth about everything in their path. And they're, they're basically just, oh, we're, we're, we're being routed. Well, we will we'll destroy everything, you know, behind us and how a lot of, uh, abuse of people, physical abuse, torture, rape, um, and I just found it very eerie the descriptions that you know, hearing about the war in Ukraine and how similar they were to what happened during uh, World War II. Not by the way, you know, Western Allied troops like the you know British and U.S. soldiers, you know, didn't commit such things. But the scale of it of it happening in on the Russian side always was exponentially bigger. Um, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh but the Scorched dirt p- part two, that, that was just part of their tactics. And the book also talked about the method through which, like in the first couple of years after the, you know, after World War II, it, it it seemed like some democracy was taking hold and like and how um you know the countries weren't completely under the thumb of the Soviet Union, but how they very quickly uh just crushed that. You know, it just—you know—just uh, almost all minority groups were crushed. Women, especially, got pushed out of important roles, and just a lot of things. And 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 just this book went into detail and how and that process, um, how it happened after World War Two, and how that was a big fear in those communities, and how the worst fears that they had became real, um. You know, that it was not, you know, it wasn't pleasant being under the thumb of Stalin and the (laughs) Soviet Union at that time by any way, shape, or form. So, um, so anyway, so that's really what the book uh, describes. And, um, you know, uh, uh, the one thing is that Applebaum is very active on Twitter and she. I remember reading this stuff and remembering the similarities with the stuff that I read, not just from her book, but I read, I had read another, uh, very detailed, uh, book called Berlin about the fall of Berlin also that spoke about this stuff. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that they share was similar. They, they, you know, these were two people that did some very deep research into what happened in that period. And, um, I'm reading what's going on and I'm seeing what's going on in the Ukraine. And I'm like, wow, this sounds so familiar from like Soviet tactics, and Applebaum, you know, in a few interviews on Twitter, basically confirmed that what I was saying. Yeah, that this is, you know, this seems to be the kind of stuff that has been taught down to Russian soldiers, you know, over time. That this is not just behavior seen here, but it was like also in Afghanistan and in other places where they have been engaged in a war. That this is just the way that they they do it, and it's horrifying, basically. Um So that's why I had brought that book. It's a very good book. It's very detailed. She's very detail oriented. And she did quite a lot of research on it. She's one of the most respected people on in the field understanding of of Eastern Europe. Um, So uh, I I highly recommend the book. Okay. Both of them. Which one? Oh, on Berlin. Berlin. Oh, yes. Berlin's really good book. Uh, uh, who, uh, who, who's that is, is that uh, uh God. Ber- berlin the downfall it's a very long book jesus let me let me find uh it's about, i think it's about a thousand pages it, it, it's berlin it, the
0: downfall by anthony beaver
1: yes it's okay. an excellent but that book is excellent it's
0: so impressive. two thumbs up for two books iron curtain from 2012 uh by ann applebaum and Berlin, The Downfall, 1945, by Anthony Beaver, from 2003. Ah, th- 2003? Okay. <laughs> okay, yep. Oh, the uh, paperback was 2003. I don't know if there yep.
1: was a... No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, take paperback, yeah, 2003. I bought it around 2005, so yeah. Okay, two thumbs up, two good books, but sort of heavy material, I guess. Very heavy material, yes, indeed. Okay, now, you're be- that be- sort of thing, I... I uh, I don't know. I've read so many books on the subject. I don't. <laughs> Before we move on, um,
0: Alex wanted me to share that, you know, I, I, a few weeks back, he had me read like one paragraph from the beginning of the story of Dorfus. And he had me well, I had uh, Dolly also do a description of, um, of, of of Dorfus from that book. And so the, the prompt I gave it was a comic book style drawing of an alien green slug named Dorfus with a left hump, a right hump, a top bump, tentacles, antennae, and a brain appendage. Now, I, I, Yvonne, I, I, our listeners are not going to be able to see this, but Yvonne, I will share
1: this oh, screenshot
0: with you. Um,
1: oh Jesus!
0: <laughs> let me get it real quick. Uh, wait, where is it? There, 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 there it is. Okay, I'm gonna share this with Yvonne, and get Yvonne's reaction to this. I'm I'm texting it to you. There you go.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! That's <laughs> uh, just great.
0: If anyone is further interested in the picture of Dorfus, um, you know, are the contact info. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will. Sure, I'll share it on the Slack too, Alex. Share all four. Later, yes. When I edit this, okay. I will share them on the Slack. Um, and if anybody who is not on the Slack is interested, uh, you know, the contact information is at the end. Ask and I will share. I will also share the pictures of the curmudgeons that Yvonne was mentioning that he did not like. Also share pictures of Dorfus. Yes, and Dorfus. Orphans, not Dorfus. Oh yes, the the, the blue one. Blue okay, yes. So I tried several variants of that. In any case, that that's it for me, y- Yvonne, I know I sort of stole you and asked about our Iron Curtain. Do you have something else for the butt first before we move on?
1: Uh, uh no.
0: Okay. Well then, uh, yeah. let's take let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll do tech stuff first. uh, And then our final segment will be on politics. We will be back after this. No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening. the best of ray lynch you can check out ray lynch or buy his music at ray itunes amazon or anywhere you usually find music okay we are back uh and it's time to talk tech and uh let's see we got we got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got Apple, we've got uh, <clears throat> some other tech companies who released earnings this week, and all, all, all kinds of news in all kinds of areas. Where do you want to start, Yvonne? Maybe you want to start with the mute button. Do I have to sing the mute button song?
1: God, yo, Jess! <laughs> Shit. You started Uh, out so good today. Well, yeah, the thing is that, you know, sometimes I'm looking for some stuff for the show or something or whatever, some screens. So that winds up with this damn stupid browser, like sending this window back down to wherever the fuck. And and then, of course, then I'm like, oh, shit, right? I got to dig up this crap. (sighs) (sighs) Anyway. um, Yeah. So before we started, we we were talking about the topics. Yeah. And one of the things that I had been thinking about before we started the show was something I had said. Uh, it it must have been about 10 years ago or so, or, so, or <laughs> maybe even more. And it was related to uh, how a lot of companies, uh, big tech companies, Basically, uh, said, well, we're going to grow by doing just ads and, and, you know, Google specifically related to this. And one of the things that, because a lot of other things other than, uh, ads that Google does don't make money. Okay. It's so- yeah, I mean, people people have often said, like,
0: over the years, you know, even when Google was just, quote unquote, a search engine, and certainly once they've expanded to other things, they still said, you know, you should not describe Google as a search engine or ev- or even with things like YouTube or as, as like a, a video place, whatever. Google is an advertising company. And they don't necessarily want to pitch it that way because, like, there's a certain view people have of, like, traditional old-fashioned advertising companies versus, you know, ooh, tech company, look, they're so cool, they do all this neat stuff. But really, I mean, that's where they've made their money all along.
1: Well, I, I mean, some of the tech companies, you know. Um, well, I'm talking Google in this case. Well, Google specifically, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's basically been ads. It's just yeah. ads. Um, whether on YouTube, whether on on the search engine, it, it's ads. Even like, you know, because Gmail and their suite and whatever, those are. Um, I mean, they were they've been ad supported. Yeah, um, they were, they they were ad-supported.
0: And, and also, I'll add, the, the flip side of the ad business is that it's made lucrative by the surveillance business that's attached to it. Correct. Because yes. it's, it's not just dumb ads, like you're selling you're real estate ads. on a page. Yeah, they are heavily targeted, and they are targeted based on behavioral data that is collected across the whole web. You know, and, you know, and and like initially it was like, oh, even local, you know, it was very contextual based on what you were doing right then. But the whole selling proposition across all of these places that have gotten really big on the Internet advertising space is that they are they've got trackers all over the internet finding out stuff about you in order to be able to better target this stuff.
1: Well, one of the things like it keeps recurring,ly happening is that you, you will do a search and you're interested in X and then all of a sudden you're cruising through the web, you're going through everywhere and then and it's everywhere. you keep finding it, y- Exactly. Um, Hey, do you want X? Hey, do you like X? Hey, do you, you know, it, it's so you keep being suggested by that. And it, you know, this is a big change in terms of, um, go to market for a lot of people and why a lot of movie m- money has moved from other traditional media that was like more blunt object advertising towards this kind of of targeted uh advertising okay uh, but the one thing I always said is that look anybody all these companies that have they're selling products and are spending money on this you know there is a finite amount of advertising that companies can spend. Okay. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's like, and it's not like they are growing the market on advertising. You're basically taking. I mean, you know that money. Um. Well, the economy is growing, obviously, and so they may have more money in, the, in the sense of just the overall GDP growth, and that companies are you know more willing to spend. But at the same time, it's it, it's you have to be taking it from also o- o- other types of media now the reality is that there's been a lot of media companies that have been dying. Okay. So let 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 me add one thing. That's also
0: part of the equation is that at some point you saturate people's attention as well. Well, yes, where there's so much of this, the marginal effectiveness goes starts to go down. I mean, and that's not even counting people like me who like use ad blockers on everything that it's just, even for, you know, if you're bombarded by this stuff all the time, at a certain point the one extra ad you see makes no difference to anything and the effectiveness starts going down too
1: but but the one thing is that they it, it, but the main point that i'm saying is that they they are at, at, at the point that you uh saturate the market that you've got you know you are the conduit of ads right you start being dependent on what is happening to the economy okay um, and so it, it, mm-hmm. if you're selling, you're helping car companies move cars. You're helping cell phone companies sell cell phones. You're helping, uh, you know, uh, airlines sell airline tickets. Well, if those businesses starts going down, well, then your budgets are going to get cut. It, it's coming back to you. It's, uh, I mean, you you start really becoming, um, not a um, exponential growth business anymore. Yeah, okay. you're
0: you, because you're you're no longer in that kind of spot where there's a whole universe to expand into. That's right. You're, you, instead, you're just like, hey, everybody in the world advertises on the these three through these three or four companies, and when times get tight, they just cut everything, and right. not to zero, but they cut across the board. Right. on all, all the places they're advertising they'll be like well you know we can do with 20% less
1: let let me just say that there is one big uh market segment out there that had been spending i mean billions of dollars in marketing and advertising and that is retrenching significantly do you know what what uh what company what you know what segment went crazy spending money on ads everywhere, naming rights super Bowl ads, whatever the hell, and all of a sudden is retrenching drastically. Can you take a guess
0: um I've got several let's
1: uh, let's try uh crypto boom yep you you nailed it crypto i mean crypto I mean, man, in the super Bowl jesus christ they had they had all these ads with every fucking like you know <laughs> top tier actor i mean with
0: with all there. kinds of I'm, shit coins with, and, yes, and, and markets and, you know, and, and I'm nfts like, the and i never crap.
1: heard of and, and i'm like holy shit how the hell did they get um, you know, Matt Damon, uh, Tom Brady, Brad Pitt, all these, you know, uh, you well, know, which one was, was it?
0: Cardassian that just had to pay a huge fine for not disclosing, yes,
1: yes, indeed, yes, Kardashian,
0: yeah, like the, the, yeah. well, Kardashian, that's what I said, a Kardashian, no, Kardashian, uh, that's what and I he said.
1: Cardassian, you said. No, Cardassian.
0: Oh, like well, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking Star Trek. Yeah, I was thinking the Cardassians on Star Trek. Sorry. Yes, no, wrong. <laughs> wrong They're not the wrong. same. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's an alien. <laughs> I
1: think you may be right. Considering her psychopathic ex husband, yes.
0: Anyway, yes, like but we all knew this was a bubble, right? I mean, we've talked I, I don't know, know how many times we talked no, about no. it. All.
1: I, I don't know about a bubble, but but no. The one thing is that well, the the the, the, the crypto, yo hell, yeah. That that Yeah. Well, so bubble. which which
0: means of course at some point once that popped, crypto wouldn't have the money to spend on this shit anymore.
1: Right. So they've been cutting back a lot. And and I think that's hit, uh, you know, a lot of people dependent on on marketing and advertising as well. But I guess the one thing is that, uh, look, uh, these companies, you know, when you've got a whole bunch of tech companies that had been investing in all sorts of uh, hobby products that lose billions of dollars in generating no revenue uh, that all of a sudden... Right. This, this um, was like the whole downturn. The, the whole
0: the whole, the whole it thing with all the 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 whole thing with Google becoming Alphabet was all about that, right? There was the core Google search slash advertising business, the self-driving car that was going to fund all these moonshots,
1: <laughs> right? The self-driving where, where the cars.
0: assumption the assumption was nine out of ten or more of these moonshots would fail, but they were hoping to get one that would be really huge,
1: right? And uh, you know, uh, you've got the between the self-driving cars and uh, look it and Google's also, and also ran in terms of cloud services and cloud, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they're, they're not doing well in that space. Um, so, so you've got that, that, the, but, and, and, but the thing is that that advertising really impacts a lot of the big, you know, uh, names in Fang, you know, uh, because Facebook also uh, is taking a hit from that as well.
0: Explain the acronym for those who don't know.
1: Facebook, uh, uh, some company in Seattle uh, selling uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple, Netflix, Google. And so this was like this this group of companies that were the, the well, they have been the, the top of the mega cap, uh, the, you know, tech uh, mega, mega caps. They are the ones that really have been the richest ones uh, reaping the rewards of, Basically, going into markets and, and conquering uh, uh, across the board, but you know, you go back to first Netflix earlier or earlier in the year that went and uh, as as people emerged from their bunkers, uh, a number of people started, you know, and, and they had had soaring subscription rates. Some people started canceling Netflix,
2: mm.
1: and they started losing subs. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, wait a minute. It's not, you know, it's not just vertical all the way up. Um, and so, um, who knew? And so, so that you was- You know, just,
0: just as a fundamental, like, there is nothing in the universe that goes exponential growth forever forever yes it's just it's by its very definition unsustainable at some point in your best case scenario you go into like a sigmoid curve as you like saturate some market and then you stay even but most of the time there's a boom and bust cycle
1: yes and so so you've got you had netflix happen. you know get into into trouble with that first Facebook, uh, you know, started reporting uh, uh, bad numbers related to growth, which, in part, is happening because they're also getting their lunch eaten by, by TikTok. Okay, mm-hmm. on on one on one side, and then on the other side, because suck is, has been so hell bent on investing in the meta space that the losses from on, on uh, from are are enormous. That they, they, he is, I mean, he is pouring. The amount of money being poured into this is insane. And it's one of those pet projects where when, you know, uh, things are growing exponentially is not a problem. But when all of a sudden, not only does he say that, oh, our main business is getting hammered, but oh, yeah, we're going to accelerate how much we're spending on this and we're going to lose even more money.
0: Well, and also on the advertising bit, uh, you know, there was a big deal where Apple Changed the rules on their devices in terms of tracking and privacy, and some techniques that Facebook was using to gather data and other users. Yeah, and yep. lots of people were using them. Yeah, but, but specifically, Facebook, um, you know, was heavily reliant on how much data about users they could suck in, not from when they were in Facebook, but from when they were doing everything else on their damn phones. And,
1: stuff. and the one thing is that despite the fact and Apple that cut Apple, that off. Yeah. And, and the one thing about Apple and their products and um, what's going on in the, in the market is that, you know, maybe Apple doesn't have like n- not even close to the, the biggest market share in terms of devices out there. But mm-hmm. The people that own the Apple devices are the ones that actually spend money. Yeah, they're the lucrative that, ones. They're the lucrative ones. That's the problem. And so, therefore, if you get that off, it doesn't matter that oh yeah, well you know you've got eighty percent, night whatever percentage of the other devices that are out there. Well, the problem is that those people that buy those, it, it data shows that they're very cheap. Right, in, I mean because that, that,
0: that's one of the advantage of of many. Android devices, for instance. And it's not like there certainly are high-end top Android devices that are as expensive or more expensive than the Apple devices, but there are lots of cheap ones too. Yes. And lots of people buy them because they're cheap, and that's why they have the numbers. And you could say the same thing about like Windows laptops and stuff too. Obviously, there's some people that actually prefer them outright, but there are lots of people who buy them because they're a lot more affordable ones.
1: Yes. And and so um And and I go and I say cheap, but you know, which is probably you know I'm being disparaging towards that group. No, I I'll I'll take that back. I I, I'm affordable, more accurate. Look, it's it's a more affordable product. The the purchasing power of those people is not as big as the ones that are purchasing Apple products. Period. Right. Apple
0: has always been a premium brand. You pay extra for Apple, and you know that limits you know who has access to that but it also means that that yeah yeah yeah, you're 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 getting the rich folks
1: listen and and another thing i i I don't think in the u.s i don't think anybody sees a phone as a status symbol anymore maybe like 10 years ago, whatever or so it was but i was talking to somebody that lives in india recently and there was having a discussion i saw that she was going at it with her family about uh her telling her to buy a damn Apple phone. And and she was telling me how it's still like, for example, in India, which is a massive market, it it still is very much so. Okay. And that buying an Apple phone is absolutely a status symbol today at at that point. And, and so that's one of those things where, um, look, Apple is getting the people with the money. And, um, and so if they cut off that flow of data and information, it's disrupted the business model for a lot of people in terms of advertising and targeted advertising and how to how to make revenue Um, and so so that um you know that is a factor that's affected uh google it's affected facebook it's affected um you know a a lot of other companies in the space but i think primarily those um those in that space so um but it goes back to this whole advertising model where you know it, uh, hell, you know we talked about this back in the nineties a o l was growing, and back then they wanted to charge nineteen ninety five and then you know charge five dollars an extra hour and then we'll go unlimited, and then everybody was talking, well, how are they gonna make money ads ads I mean that was back then. 25 years ago now look back then all this tracking how embedded it is how they get this misinformation, wasn't there and they've been able to create these monetary models right now but the problem is that if your main source of, of 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 revenue is ads and if you've got parts of the global economy contracting and and you've got inflation well you know what all of a sudden you're going to get hit um and and the one thing that's happened is that we have been going through this uh, cyclical change in terms of where people are spending their money. Okay, which okay. also impacted companies like Microsoft. You were talking about PC sa- sales and stuff. And this is something else. Where Apple this week announced revenue and profits and whatever. They're like, "What problems? No problems." Okay, yeah, PC. You know, our our our. Computer sales were up 25%. Our revenue for this was 9%. They're like, you know, all up, up, up. But everybody's getting nailed by inflation. On, on the flip side, Microsoft reported that uh, operating system license revenue was down 15 to 20%. And so you see that huge dichotomy in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it goes back to where, where we were talking about. Uh, so yeah, Apple's getting to people that have money and they're still spending. And apparently they're not taking a foot off the gas, but the more price sensitive customers are getting are, are, are retrenching. But at the same time, this post pandemic change where look, why is a company like Peloton getting killed as well? Because all these people stuck at home. So we were buying more Netflix subscriptions and I need a bike to work at home and I need another computer home, etc. cetera. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, money's going back into services. Airlines just reported record profits, okay? Airlines are saying that bookings, forward-looking bookings, are ridiculously strong. Hotels are saying the same thing. Other things that are like that, that are not these type of goods that are just consumed at home, are, 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 all, are having record revenue. So that means that money is getting moved from one side of the economy to the other, and that's something that what one of the things that was driving inflation so strong and shortages was all these people shifted trillions of dollars from spending to services into goods, and that's why everything got backed up on one end. And now you're all of a sudden you're seeing it rotate the other fucking way, and so it, it, it's like, yeah, people, you know. It was so much that got put in there that now it's getting taken away from that side of the business. And so it's going into those services industry. So anybody that's selling that kind of shit is getting hurt. And so you're seeing a big sector rotation right now in in, in the stock market. Today, you had a record day for the Dow while the Nasdaq. Nasdaq got what do I I just say oh Jesus that Na- the Nasdaq the Nas what Nasdaq doc I don't know fuck Jesus Christ the Nasdaq got hammered okay while the Dow soared right and so that just shows you that 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 sector rotation that you've got going on right now because of where the hell people are spending money because the economy actually grew also last quarter but I think people are shifting money that had been going into stuff that was really helping tech grow and a lot of the money is getting shifted away and that's why a lot of these companies are 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 getting hit except apple uh, apparently um but and, and also by the way and i'm gonna segue into uh Twitter, which is also okay. one that, that as, is very as dependent you are seg- on this.
0: As you are segueing into Twitter, I just want to wrap up one thing on the more general advertising debate, which also relates to Twitter, which is as much as I understand the advertising model allowed all kinds of things to grow and all kinds of people to get access to things that they never would have otherwise and just fueled a lot of the exponential growth of the, of online in general, at the same time, I feel like there's a core bit of unhealthiness in the center of all of those, uh, advertising based models, because it set up, it sets up the incentives wrong. You know, as the, the old adage is if you're not paying for it, you're the product, not the customer. Right. Um, and, all because of that and because better surveillance and better algorithmic optimization of what they put in front of you for engagement becomes the big driver um that's when you pivot into all of the things we talked about a little bit last week and I'm sure we'll talk about again in a few minutes about how all of this optimization for advertising revenue is actually what makes so many of these online spaces toxic and not just online. I mean, I I guess it it, it applies to like TV news and crap and entertainment as regular TV shows and all kinds of crap. If you're optimizing for advertising and you're optimizing for engagement rather than directly selling a product to a consumer then it it sets you up for these situations where well what what do you want to be you, do you want to have like cold factual information to help people make rational decisions fuck no you want to make people mad and upset and engaged and want to argue and blah 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 and and that will make wanna, me more you more money wanna,
1: you want to you want to go and you want to drive conflict not yes. not get rid of it Yes, that's correct.
0: And and so that I think like we're tying together several things, but then we, we talked last week about how all this algorithmic stuff is like toxic for society as a whole. This, this algorithmic optimization on engagement is like the core, I'm not going to say the core problem. There are all kinds of other societal problems, but this, this makes it worse, you know? And I think it. Ties right back to the fact that the main model for all of these companies is advertising based,
1: yeah, rather than subscription based. Right, right, because then that would be a completely different model of how you get uh, people to go to you. But um, okay, now Twitter now now the uh, so uh, Elon did close on the deal. Okay, it actually happened. It actually You happened.
0: had your doubts up to the last minute, Yvonne, but it actually happened.
1: I mean, look, it, it, I wasn't the only one. There were oh, know, publications that were, did he de- really do it? Is it, it? Did it really happen? Because there's, we don't have confirmation. Um, you know, this morning I was for sure when the NYSE uh, issued uh, a delisting notice. Right. And they halted the trading. Then I was like, okay, it's official. Okay, all right. That that was for sure. Um you know, so he did do that. Um I did notice during the last 30 days that there's a lawsuit against Elon Musk uh that is also with this judge. I don't I'm not sure why they're both with the same judge, but okay. Uh that is related to the fact that the board of Tesla, whose stock right now is down from its peak about oh forty percent. <laughs> right. Um authorized a um a, a compensation plan for Elon Musk that uh would pay him 50 billion dollars over the next several years. Okay. I mean what a coincidence. <laughs> right. What, what I mean what an amazing coincidence. Um I mean, what I, I, that now there is a lawsuit because I mean, to, that is the, I mean, by exponential leaps and bounds, I mean, the richest payout to any CEO ever. Um, I mean, this is, that, that's just what it is. Um. And um, it, you know it's incredibly dilutive to the sh- to the other shareholders. Uh, that that's for sure because th- um, this is in stock. Yes, mm-hmm. so it's very dilutive to the other shareholders. And yeah, Tesla stock is down forty percent. Um, and uh, given where their revenues are and how much competition they are up against like right now uh, you know tesla's not going bankrupt but their valuation is so high compared to other car manufacturers that uh it, it, it I, I don't see how it's sustainable at this point point. and so um it, it's just at some point it's got to come back down to earth and because it's worth 700 billion dollars still then that's at a 40 percent decline and it's 78 times earnings, and no other car maker trades at anywhere that number. And so, I mean, so, but, but basically, I mean, Elon, I think felt more comfortable closing with this because he's getting handed $50 billion. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so he's he,
0: what? He's, he's like, if it goes to zero, oh well. Oh well. Darn.
1: Um, I, I mean, that's one way of funding the purchase. Um, so, so he closed on it. Uh, look, and the, we, we were look, talking look, about this this morning that, um, the, the valuation is ridiculous. It's eight times revenue. That is, that's preposterous. Uh, it. Yeah, nobody that looks at this as financial deal can say that this is a good deal by any stretch of the imagination. You know, he said he's gone for a few weeks saying a whole bunch of stuff about what his plans are, what he's going to do, whatever revenue, blah, blah, blah advertising the big app or whatever but look we have just been talking about what the hell the advertising model is is right now and everybody else living off of that is is already struggling so he wants to get a a bigger piece of a diminishing pie not not gonna do that not gonna happen very well um well there's a question of time horizons too
0: right like i mean now now that it's now that it's private, in theory, he could have a larger time horizon. Like, yeah, things are down now, but in five years or something, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but he but he's got to also pay, you know, all the all the people who loaned him money. And yeah, he's got to he's got to service the debt. Yeah, and so I, I guess he could do okay if he can figure out how to service it or whatever. Then I mean, if he's just willing to just lose money at at will, but here is. Here's the big problem that I, that, that is going on with this. People that want to advertise stuff usually don't want their ads because I've already seen this happen. It's a lot of reason why a lot of moderation goes on. If you're selling uh, a car, do you want your uh, car ad right beside some, uh, pedophiles posting. Yes. Or even, or for that matter, next to any controversial political opinion. I I picked one for, I picked that one or, you know, right beside some Ku Klux Klan's, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Probably the answer is no, because even amongst Republicans, as much as they're like, you know, whatever. Well, this This is
0: why YouTube demonetizes any video that has like, you know, adult themes or controversial right. topics or whatever, right. you know, cause ad, ad, they, there's brand safe, like, right. ad, you know, if your content is going to have advertising on Google, you have to be in a certain zone. And if right. you're outside my of that zone, is, they're like, nobody wants my, to
1: buy this shit. But my point is that he has been going on about trying to, Remove moderation, firing all these people, whatever the hell and whatnot. Oh no, Ivan. Y- like,
0: he's he said first of all, he said he's not going to let it become a hellscape, and he announced today there's going to be some sort of independent count, independent council or something. Independent council?
1: What, what? 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 Independent council? What the hell does that mean?
0: Uh, he, 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 basically, it, I mean, Facebook set something like this up a year or so ago he basically said there's going to be some sort of independent council of people with a broad range of viewpoints etc that's going to be brought in to sort of make the content decisions about what kind of stuff here's
1: another well okay so whatever but you know he's saying but here's another thing that i that i have forgotten that it's a stumbling block okay forget about the u.s but this is a global app a lot of people using it in europe and whatever okay, the rules here may be that, right? Okay, the, the may be, okay, he can have a publication that does whatever. But that's not the rules everywhere else in the world. Uh, Europe specifically. They actually, the EU actually basically said, well, you know, something about this, they were asked to comment, I said, well, I think Elon Musk needs to understand that over here, what's on there, we get to say what the fuck is on there. Well, they didn't use the word fuck, but I got that, but, but, you know, uh, and that's the case in other countries. Look, I still remember a few years back where the head of Facebook in in Brazil was arrested mm. uh, over some stuff that was posted on Facebook. And that's an issue also in a lot of other countries. The a reason why Twitter is not in China uh, and it's banned in other places. Uh, look, he's going to find that uh, running a company like this and staying within the law in a lot of places without incurring significant financial penalties or without incurring the wrath of the advertisers that 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 you have as well that are putting money into it is a lot more complicated
0: than than yes. I mean have. one thing that uh I mentioned on our emergence course slack is that look Elon may come in thinking he's got all kinds of ideas about how to change moderation and all this kind of stuff. But I can guarantee you the people who've been there before have spent a hell of a lot of time trying to very carefully balance off all the interests here over time. And maybe, maybe Elon disagrees with them a little bit here or there, but they've been, you know, there's a balance that has to be made between Over moderation, in which case there's all kinds of problems with that and people won't be interested and under moderation where it becomes that kind of health space kind of thing. And nobody wants to be there for that reason. And it's not just the people wanting to be there. It's the advertisers wanting to be involved, like you said, and it's a very very complex problem, and the deeper you look into it, the more issues you find between internationalization and how do you make judgments and how do you make those judgments consistent across right. people and what can you automate and what requires a human being to look right. at it and how do because you scale that? It's
1: required to have human beings looking at it.
0: Yeah, and well, and it just it just in general, like yeah, you can automate some stuff, but like computers are still stupid
1: you know in lots of areas I mean, and it look you've know, had experience with this not going into any details but automating algorithms for a lot of this stuff creates uh, you know for all that we think about how smart we are with algorithms they still fuck up a lot of shit um hell look at the problem that we're having and we're talking about you know elon musk and cars for example and you know it's talking about valuations What's happened with evaluations of all the self-driving companies? Because everybody right now is is coming down on the realization, you know what? We have spent hundreds of billions of dollars and not maybe even trillions on this. And we can't get this shit to work. I mean, we can't get it to work.
0: Well, it not like, work. It, well, it's because with like all, so many of these problems, the last 1% you need to get there is 99% of the cost. Right. You know, because it's easy to get something up to eighty percent. With a little more effort, you can get it to ninety or ninety-five. But if you need something to be at ninety-nine point nine 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 in order for people to feel comfortable, ah, with it, well, that that's yeah, that last little bit is massively expensive to do Look, and we, massively we had hard a- to do.
1: Speaking, you know, you use the 99.99 thing. So so we had, when I worked at HP, we had this uh, service for uh, maintaining uh, uh, data centers, you know, high, uh, you know, <coughs> the service for like mission critical, uh, you know, the uh, uh, servers, okay? We had these right. very large, massively parallel Unix servers, okay? That cost millions of dollars. And that these servers, uh, you know, they were used by, uh, cell phone companies. Hell, originally, Amazon was running a whole bunch of stuff using those back back in, in its early days because they were the most powerful stuff that was out there. Mm-hmm. And depending on the business, you know, banks or whatever, hell, they needed 99.999% availability. But in order for us to guarantee that, the cost of that service contract, I mean, was, you know, to go from the contract that gave you 98% to 99.999% was millions of dollars. Oh, you want 99.999%? Well, okay, you're going to have to pay me $2 million a year, and yes, we'll guarantee 99.999%. We'll have redundancy. We'll have a fucking engineer sitting over there with parts up up his ass so we can fix anything. Well, probably not up his ass. They may be in a shelf somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, they'll have parts readily available to repair anything you know to maintain a a a, a failure that that from the moment that a failure occurs to when it's repaired will be less than 4 hours hmm. okay um but yeah but that but that service it was from you know from paying maybe for the standard service 50 100,000 dollars were you know it was like 20 times that amount 30 right. times that amount to get that that last level of uh, availability. But if your business was one that depended on thousands, millions of transactions per minute, and if you went down for a day, how much money do you lose? You're like, okay, so that's how much it costs? Here, I'll write a good check. Let's go. Do it. Now, so, um, so that's the problem that, that all these companies are facing with these algorithms with, with, with driving all this stuff that to getting to that, you know, a self-driving car that is only 98% working is scared enough. The most, no, not even close, not even close, not even close. I mean, you think about it. So how many accidents <laughs> How many red lights is going to go through a year? So ninety eight percent. I mean, Jesus. That's, yes. Yeah. Not not good. Not good. No. No. Yeah. So um, so that's where you are seeing all these moonshots and all this stuff and and all these people struggling with all this stuff and Elon Musk and Twitter, he is going to find that. All this, you know, being on at home and sitting on the shitter and shit posting about this is available a lot easier than actually than doing actually it. doing it. Yeah, in a way that doesn't just destroy the business.
0: Right. Well, and and we talked last week about if he's firing like seventy five percent of the people, seventy five percent of the company, then whatever resources you might have had available to do this stuff is. You won't have, it's going to be even harder. You're just going to be keeping the damn lights on. And if he, if he's thinking he's going to make it better by removing things that have already been done, every single one of those things that was done may or may not have been exactly the right thing, but they were all done for a reason. Every choice that the team made that was there before was done in response to a perceived need. If you just remove their solution, then whatever that original problem was is going to come back up and you can try to solve it a different way. But in the meantime, you you either stick with what you got or you make it worse until you've got that new thing in place. Uh, And and so, yeah, I, I, yes, the whole thing with Elon seems to be like over and over again. When I hear him talking about this stuff, he's like making statements like it's fucking simple. It's yes. not fucking simple. No, it's hard. Remotely. It's difficult. It's tricky questions you have to answer and very carefully balancing off one thing or another and trying to come up with a compromise that's reasonable. And, you know, I am 100% sure that the previous Twitter management could have done better than they did. But my confidence that Elon can be an improvement on that is low.
1: <laughs> I, I think the other thing is, can we do better? Look, I I you know Twitter had gone from 2018 3 billion in revenue to current trailing 12 months revenue 5.3 billion. So they had almost doubled in size and revenue. Um so in terms of business, they had been heading in the right direction. The thing is that um it didn't justify the valuation that the business had, which is the problem, because they were spending so much money on on talent and technology and operating expenses that it just wasn't really as profitable as as you would have liked. I mean, operating profit had actually dropped uh, over that time period. And so uh, let me put it to you this way. You know, financially, you want me to tell you how bad a deal this is financially? Elon's debt payment. Elon's debt payment is one point two billion a year on the company. Uh, Twitter had operating income last year of two hundred million dollars. So it, it, it can't. It can only, it can't only cover a fraction, a small fraction, of of its cash flow can only cover a small fraction of the debt that he took on to buy this damn thing. Beautiful. That's how insane this whole damn deal is. So I, I, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess he can go. It's a reason why I think he said, well, if I cut 75% of the staff and I got gross profit of, I got operating income of three, you know, 3 billion, you know, I got operating expenses of 3 billion. If I get that down, then I, I can get I can get my cash. So I, I think that's maybe what he's thinking. But at the same time, one of the reasons why the company is spending that kind of money on getting people and talent is because it needed it in order to keep the fucking lights on. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> it, this is I'm going to say this, that I, I know a lot of people have been freaking out about it. It's not like I don't know. Yeah, i i i i yes I, I don't see it as a catastrophe that a lot of people see make it to be i mean i actually think that if i mean honestly i think that if he wrecks twitter it may not be the worst thing in the world
0: yeah i mean we, we talked a bit about that last week in terms of that and it is interesting i have i i have a thing i set up um a while ago, like tracking the number of Twitter followers of a bunch of prominent people, as well as some of my friends and stuff like that, and I, I just brought it up while we were talking. And I I am noticing there are quite a few people with noticeable drops just in the last day of Twitter followers. Now, maybe Elon just came in and said get rid of a lot of bots, uh, but some of these might just be people leaving. I don't know, but you know, here's the thing. The my own thought on that is look, I, I've mentioned on a show before, I cannot stand the official Twitter client or website for more than a couple minutes at a time. The 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 algorithm and the advertising and everything else on that makes me like recoil and run away within seconds. So I use TweetBot, which at the moment is completely reverse chronological, no ads, et cetera. And I find that key to the value of Twitter for me. Until or unless I start experiencing myself a degradation in what I can do. Like if they kill the third party clients like TweetBot that I use, I can't see myself migrating and using the regular client. I just I I I might be able to check it a little bit but nowhere near as much as I do this way. Of course this way I'm making them no money at all, of course. But the but you know if I see like more crap in my feed or that I can't control by just changing who I subscribe to, or if I just generally see so many people leaving that there's nothing here to see anymore. Okay. Then, then, okay. I'll just naturally start using it less, but I'm not, I I see a lot of people reacting by saying Elon's there. I'm done with Twitter. Nah, you know, it's the same as it was yesterday. He may fuck it up over time, but I will decide not to use it when I actually see that change in real life,
1: you know, not, I, I don't have a subscription to Twitter. And so therefore exactly. I'm like, you know, I mean, if you, if I was paying money, I, I would, you know, March with my money and just say, yeah, no, like
0: I already marched with my money by not seeing the ads. So, right.
1: <laughs> so, know. um, so
0: I'm not putting know. any money in his pocket the way I use
1: the thing. Right, so which, you know. which of
0: yeah, which of course means that it's highly likely that he may cut off people like me. Um, but I, I will tell you, I did yeah. uh, investigate a little bit some of the alternative services. Right? Okay. To, so what, what, do you, what do you found out, Sam? Well, what are our options? I,
1: well, RSS uh, feeds? Can we go back? No, to no, RSS no. Feeds?
0: I, no, I, I'm looking at specifically some of the Twitter qu- clones, blogs, blogs. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at Twitter-ish clones. So like, I, I did not check out Truth Social. I did not check out Gab. Damn. But like, way back in March, I set myself up with a Counter Social account and tested that. And but I, I set it up in March and then never logged in again until like yesterday. Okay. Um, and I logged back into that yesterday and played around a little bit. I set up a Mastodon account uh, yesterday okay. as well. Uh, specific and Mastodon is decentralized, so I set mine up on mast- Mastodon.social. dot uh, If you want to find me on either one of those, I'm of course Ablesmay, Abulsme, A B U L S M E. Nobody had and- it. Nobody had it.
1: Damn it, bastards!
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody had it. Uh, but you know, look the the thing is with these is that. With any of these services, if you sort of come in blind with nothing, then it's like, what are you looking at? Who do I follow? What right. do I, you know, like in, in you have a critical mass of like people you're following or whatever. It, it's like a ghost town. And even though both of these services had like big spikes of people signing up in the last few days, um, It's still like when you come in,
1: it's like, okay,
0: well, it is nobody there. You don't know if your friends are there. You don't know, uh, and they probably aren't because these are both small services. Um, You don't know who's good to follow, who's not. And both of them have like some little things to try to help you find people. But that initial bootstrapping process is actually really hard. It's like work. And like in the meantime, I'm like, you know, if I want to see what's going on in the world, am I going to open up one of those or am I going to well, let open me up ask theater? you a
1: question? OK, I know you tried those, but I keep reading how outside the U.S. OK, so many people always say, hey, follow my Telegram channel. I- I've got Telegram, too. Uh, what's but I have the deal with Telegram? I don't understand. I, I thought it was just kind of like a WhatsApp messaging service. But from what I keep seeing, it's like. What the hell is it? I don't even, I, I gotta admit my it's got it. It's got the, it's got the
0: like, um, cryptographically secure communication stuff, but it's also got the ability to create like rooms where lots of people can discuss together. And those rooms can have, you know, not just like your 20 best friends, but can have hundreds and hundreds of people. And so, Apparently, that's also one where if you find good ones to join, you can find interesting people having interesting conversations. But also like that, I'm like, how do I find them? Right. You, you know, I don't, I don't know. How, well, look. How do I go? January 21st, I, I'll tell you, my, my Telegram app, I get invited to new groups all the time, but they're all crypto scam crap.
1: Listen, Telegram has overtaken WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger to become the most popular instant messaging application. In Belarus, Moldova, Jordan, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, all really like tropical places, Kyrgyzstan, Cambodia, Ethiopia, Russia, and Ukraine. Sounds, doesn't sound that great. Uh, in January 20, 2021, Telegram surpassed – I'm reading the Wikipedia page, if anybody didn't notice – surpassed five hundred billion active users. It was the most downloaded app worldwide. I, I just invited you to Telegram, Yvonne. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good grief. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. But uh, my point is just like – I I don't know. On all of these – the switch is hard. And I, I guess, it, it, you know, some of them have more established communities than others, but still, this, even if, like, there's a massive establishment, like you're saying how big Telegram is. Well, I don't know how to get into it, other than, like, it, it, it identified which of my contacts were already on tel- Telegram, and I could talk to them one-on-one. And I guess
1: I, I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> you weren't there, but I, I have no idea how to go about like finding these dynamic interesting things on telegram you know i don't know
1: well apparently if somebody out there knows
0: know. invite me i'll try it out i don't know i think, I, like, I think i'm willing to what, explore I mean, some of these alternatives but i in lesser or until twitter completely falls on its face like the the amount of work required to switch is
1: too much yeah no i get that well We'll know pretty soon, you know, how how long it takes for...
0: Okay, and we've got a long time without getting to politics yet, so let's take a break and get to that.
1: Alright, let's breaky-breaky. Breaky-breaky! You're
0: break-y. supposed to say do-do-do. Do-do-do! Doo, doo. Alex Amzella! Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have... One of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsola is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsola is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. and And they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you? Because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes.
1: Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do!
0: Okay, we are back. And first off, I'll, I'll say, you know, we will have one more week before the actual election. So I will propose up front that we save a lot of the things on just like, Looking at the latest polls and making predictions about what will happen in the election for next week. In the meantime, we've got like you know some some specific things that may impact all of those and things going on. But can we start with Nancy Pelosi's husband?
1: No, no, no. no. Yes, we what can do you start want start with start? Nancy Pelosi? No, let's uh, of course start with Nancy Pelosi's husband. Now I'll see. While we've been
0: talking uh, in the last segment. I've noticed a lot of people complaining that like, you know, this story is like below the fold in uh, New York times for tomorrow and that people aren't. And that even when they are talking about it, they're talking about it sort of just like, Oh, some guy attacked him and I don't know. Like, and the, not everyone, like there certainly are a lot of people who are, but like this was an attempted assassination. That's what I said. The guy was not there to, like, rob their house. The guy was not there to go after the husband, even. The guy was coming there to kill Nancy Pelosi. Correct. And he failed and instead, like,
1: injured okay. her husband. The, here's the thing. I, I read, the, you know, and I, and I I read this, even New York Times. Nancy Pelosi's husband is gravely injured in hammer attack by intruder. No. Nancy Pelosi's husband is gravely injured in assassination attempt on her wife his wife but yes <laughs> his wife whatever
0: yeah no exactly like th- 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 this should be being framed as a direct attempted assassination of the of the, Ho- the speaker of the house of representatives who He's by the way is third in, line. in the presidency yes yeah i mean and it's like really and instead it's already like, oh, let's let's talk some more about inflation or this or that or you know, no, this this is a big deal. Now, okay, they didn't kill her. The husband Hand. had surgery and is apparently expected to recover, but it was a f- fairly serious injury. Like it cracked his <laughs> skull open, you know? Right. It hit him on the head with a hammer. Hammer. Uh you know, th- like this is serious stuff, and this is, and also, by the way, yes, this was a maga shithead conspiracy theory, QAnon asshole. Okay, is one hundred percent aligned with all this stuff and ties directly in with the fact that at this point, the whole ass Republican Party is encouraging the ship encouraging I, you know they they will say some of the right things violence is never good blah 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 but at the same time they're constantly saying things that are going to rile up people like this you know and you know pe- people have put it as um uh, i forget i forget the stupid term but the 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 idea is that you know maybe you're not giving a direct order and you know it's not Donald Trump picking up the phone and calling this guy and telling him to go after Nancy Pelosi but all of these people are using inflammatory violent rhetoric and talking about how you know how you know the the the, the democrats are evil pedophiles who are doing this that and blah 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 and of course there's going to be some portion of the crazies who do this kind of stuff now i know the flip side people are going to say well they're crazies on the left too look at that guy who went after scalise absolutely absolutely, fucking there are crazies on all sides however there it seems to be very asymmetric to me in terms of how much like on the right right now they're doing absolutely nothing to try to tamp the shit down
1: no not, not, not a damn thing, no I mean, and it's you know, but hey, th- look th- they have been actively encouraging this, this is so why are they gonna tamp it down this this is their strategy now, you know, you've got you know, hey, fuck the voting, let's go straight to the violence, right, that was the quote from Roger Stone, yeah,, I mean. They're not, I mean, they're, they're, they're not, uh, how do I say? They're not, uh, cowed by these events. They're, they're actively encouraging them. And, you know, I, I said on the curmudgeon's corner slack when this
0: first came out, it's like, I, we have been lucky so far. Look, there have mm-hmm. been acts of violence. There have been people hurt. We've got, uh, Gabby Giffords. We've got Scalise. Uh, we, of course we have the whole January 6th situation uh the and a, a few people did die there um but we have been relatively lucky so far we have not yet had a senator killed we have not yet had you know the president or the vice president assassinated you know obviously we did back many years ago uh but in in recent times, that has not happened. We have not had somebody, if you go from the other side, we have not had somebody say, we don't like the conservative majority on the Supreme Court. Let's go kill them all. No, n- that has not happened.
1: But I feel like look, we there have been acts, which is like, for example, we talked to Scalise. But the reality is that if you look at how many acts have been uh, liberals attacking like conservative leaders versus the other way around. Yeah, uh, it, it's a route for the white supremacist crazy QAnon, well, and,
0: and even like, like Trump's, sure. even Trump's head of the FBI and you know, all of these folks had to say in front of Congress. Yeah, the big big threat right now is right wing violence. Yes, <laughs> you yeah. Know, that's not to say left wing violence doesn't exist, but one is a lot bigger and more problematic right now than the other. Right. Um. You know, but I feel like. I keep thinking we have just been fucking lucky so far. You know,
1: at some I, I, point, I mean, look, somebody's going to succeed at one of these things. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked that. So apparently, when Nancy is in Washington and he's alone at home, he doesn't no get security. no security. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm, a little bit shocked by that because I, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I, uh, the daughter of the governor of Puerto Rico. Who had been? There have been assassination attempts against him. Okay, at previous governors. Um, you know, she was at school with me, and she had a uh, protection at the school. We had, you know, we had a uh, uh, police, you know, that, that escorted her. Well,
0: and, and this to, is, this is and like,
1: like, this, th- this is actually, and I'm like, if you th- this the if you look three. at this, I mean,
0: the the president's kids get security too i wouldn't right. be surprised if if my governor's family on a state level has some level of security too but like congress and legislatures are big i mean there's like a hundred senators no, but, and but, Nancy, but we're not talking
1: about we're, we're talking parties. leadership we're talking about, here i know but even talking, for that talking, i mean i guess the policy so it number three in line of succession not yep. just any bozo okay i mean She is number three in the damn line of succession. She has a security detail. Apparently what I understood today was that, yeah, when she's there, she has a security detail. She has a security detail, but her family does not. Right. And And, and
0: I'll add also, I'm actually somewhat surprised at this from, forget normal situations. You know, since January 6th, she has been the direct target of so many threats, you know, like target of these people. Why wouldn't you up the security anyway? Like, right. Even, even if it wasn't the normal state of being. Of course, I don't
1: know if he, if her husband was like, Oh, you know, whatever, give me a fuck. Maybe he was, but you know, and I also saw like, um, I saw a chart earlier today,
0: uh, that was the number of death threats against Congress people per year, oh
1: Jesus, yeah, uh,
0: over the last like six or seven years, and it's like doubled or tripled since you know o- over that time frame, uh you know, and it's in the thousands like every year there are thousands of death threats against Congress people um and so yeah there's a problem here, and it's a growing problem. And, you know, it, it's one thing to say, oh, okay, they're threats, and maybe every once in a while somebody gets injured. I, one of these days, you know, one one of these prominent people is going to get killed.
1: They're, yep, they're going to succeed on one it, of it, 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 it's And
0: I don't know, you know, are you going to kill a Democrat first or a Republican first or whatever, uh, but it feels like... And maybe this is me being pessimistic again, but it feels like the run of luck can't last forever. You know? know, and to be absolutely clear, I think this would be disastrous, no matter who it was. Like, you know, if you have somebody decide they want to rebalance the Supreme Court by getting rid of all the conservatives and actually succeed at that. Yeah, I wish the conservatives weren't on the Supreme Court, but if it happened that way, it would be disastrous, like mm-hmm. how we would react to that and what it, the repercussions throughout society and blah, blah, blah. I, I I remember actually hearing someone uh soon after Donald Trump was inaugurated in 2017, you know, actually verbalizing, I hope someone, you know, takes him out. And I'm like, God, no, <laughs> you know, I, I don't like the guy. He's awful, but if somebody assassinated him, oh god, things would get so much worse. It yeah no yeah you know it doesn't it, it, you know it's not it should not be a partisan thing at all. Like it's okay to kill them, just not us. No, like as soon as you open well, the door, well, well I it, well,
1: it, 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 you, you do understand, right? That 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 that's Republicans are okay with us getting killed. <sighs> right? You you do understand, right?
0: Some certainly seem to be.
1: A big percentage
0: of them. You know, but it's like, as soon as you open the door to solving these problems violently, you are in for a mess of hurt. Things get worse before they get better, you know? And I know we had... You know, going back to you know the '60s with JFK and RFK and MLK and you know all of this kind of stuff. Hell, even a little bit later, the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan and all of this kind of stuff. We went through a really rough period there.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we it, we came out of it, but. There was a period there that was pretty damn bad. You do not want to open those doors, or at least I don't. Like you said, apparently there are a lot of people who are like eager to go there and just can't wait. Like Roger Stone, you know, Let, let's forget the voting, let's get to the violence. Uh but uh, and yeah. Well, anything else to say about Nancy and no, her husband? No, I
1: don't I don't have anything else to say about Nancy.
0: Okay. So let's talk, uh, leaving, like I said, leaving the polls and stuff like that off the table for now. Um, another, well, I guess this is a poll, but it's not a horse race poll. And it relates a little bit to what we just said. Um, there was a poll that came out last week that was somewhat interesting that looked at both parties answering the question, basically, do you think if the other party was in charge, they would destroy America. And 80% of both Democrats and Republicans said yes to that question. Mm -hmm. One was 79, one was 80, but they were essentially the same. Um, And I guess this ties to why people are ready to think about violence and stuff like that, because my immediate reaction to that was, well, you know, both sides are actually right on that because you fundamentally have two incompatible ideas of what the country should be like, of how the country should develop and who should be in charge and whether certain things are okay. You know, it's in, in years past, the parties were closer to each other, but now it seems there really are completely different visions of how life should be And yeah, I I can completely see how either side would think if the other was in charge, then their vision of how America should be will die. Like, you know, yes, the Democrats do want to get, rid. you know, like everything Republicans seem to stand for at this point is repulsive to me. Yes, I, I hope for an America where that disappears. And they certainly seem to think the same same things about what I think would be a good America. So somebody's going to win. And I, I just look at that and I'm like, pick, pick a fucking side.
1: The 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 two views are diametrically opposed to one another. I mean, you've got a Republican Party that's been taken over by the kind of people that you know, are are all happy and good with uh, some guy going and trying to murder, assassinate Nancy Pelosi, and there's a lot of them that are okay with. It.
0: Well, and e- e- even even it, even if you take that off the table, right, and just like quote unquote issues like how you deal with race, whether it's okay to have a multicultural democracy where non Christians right. and non whites are are just as influential in society uh the the abortion issue tolerance for lgbtq uh, I, you can rattle off everything all kinds of things you can look at where yeah you know, they, they're just yeah you know, diametrically opposed like you said it's like they're incompatible visions of what the world looks like
1: they they exactly but also this entire belief of the critical the replacement theory yes yeah. Where apparently the whole thing is that, you know, uh, uh, uh bringing in a hundred million immigrants in order to replace whites in order to, to get rid of them. Uh, and well, the, the whole notion
0: that if you did have a lot more Brown people or people who didn't share 1950s white American eva- evangelical culture, that if they came in here, that would be a bad thing.
1: Well, right. That that exactly is a bad thing. Correct.
0: Yeah. And so if you do have this situation where 80 plus percent of the population thinks if the other side wins, it's going to destroy their vision of society, then no wonder you get increasing polarization. No wonder you get people thinking, well, if it's that bad, then maybe we do have to throw democracy out the window in order to, you know, not have this happen. And or or that you know that political violence is okay, and you know, hey, if 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 we don't like what Nancy Pelosi is doing and we can't vote her out, well then let's shoot her, you know, let's kill her. Yep. To be clear, that's not. I, I'm not saying that. No, FBI, that's what they're listening saying
1: that That's what they believe. Which you yeah, already or, tried. Or,
0: or, or from the other side, like I said, you know, you could have Democrats saying that they want to shoot Donald Trump or something? No, that no, no. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help. But with this level of polarization and like, I fully admit, yeah, I, I, at this point, the phrase I keep using is I don't share a moral universe with these people. Yes. I believe some of the stuff that Republicans are wanting to do is not just a disagreement of policy, but is downright evil. Yes. Evil. That opens the door to, well, if it's evil, why isn't the violence
1: okay? I mean, but they are uh, amoral. I mean, they don't care. I mean, they they don't. I, I, I just. Look, it's very simple. We've said this before. If. If one of ours commits a crime. We're like, he's one of ours. If one of theirs commits a crime, then it's it's something to be worried about. If, 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 if Republicans like, uh, explode the deficit, it's not a problem. The moment the Democrats are in charge, the deficit is the worst thing on earth. And how could you be spending one dime over the, over the bed? What the hell are you doing? It's just this constant, 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 just dishonesty. I'm just sick and tired of it. Oh yeah. We're, we're not racist. no. Look at all the shit that you're doing, and you're okay with. And you're telling me you're not a racist. I mean, I, I it's just disgusting. I, I'm just done with these fucking people. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah. And part of the, you know, the question is, oh, where do you get, like, some of those principles, like, you know, we, I, I, we've I, we had these conversations where we're like, well, on, on the Democratic side, if somebody does something bad, we throw them over the edge. But I honestly could see, like, if we were in a a critical position, we're leaving that person in place. Well, there is the like difference that, there is co- that.
1: That has happened. I mean, don't well, get Virginia. me wrong. Well, v- Virginia and also New Jersey. Fucking Menendez.
0: Mm. Yeah. He, he's in, being investigated by something else again. again. And the situation in Virginia a couple of years ago where like it, 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 the governor had one issue and the lieutenant governor had another issue and the third in line had another issue. And if you got rid of all three of them, guess what? You'd get a Republican. And so the Democrats basically sucked it up and said, "Oh well, I guess we can't do anything about that and let him stay. Um. So nothing nothing's perfect here but um my, my my biggest worry about these kinds of polls that say like 80% of the parties think the other will destroy America even though I agree with it and I think both sides are right that makes me incredibly worried for the future in terms of you know how you keep it together in a way without descending into violence if that many people think that way
1: listen, I, 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 I believe that at some point this will improve because we've had these periods in the past and shit improved. Hell, we were, we used to get on Carmichael's Corner 30 years ago, believe it or not, (laughs) back when we were in college. Yes. And one of the things that a lot of people used to be upset about the two parties was Well, they're aligned on 80% of stuff. Mm -hmm. That was an issue. That was real. And only a few differences here on some social issues and some other stuff here and there. Stuff at the margins, whatever. Uh, it, it, It wasn't, there wasn't a fundamental questioning of the institutions that make up the country. You know, there wasn't this whole deep state, you know, Republicans didn't go out and say that the country was run by a deep state, a left deep state, neither did the Democrats, this kind of shit. You know, when you've got like Republicans that candidates that basically believe that the next time that, uh, Trump or whatever, what does guys get into office that they need to fire everybody in the federal government? That's their, that's their, one of the yeah, things that they're saying. That's
0: one of the plans.
1: One of the plans. Fire every government employee and restock them with people loyal to MAGA. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, apparently that was one of the lessons they learned from last time is that they didn't they to to do to fire of everybody.
1: That. They need to fire everybody. Obviously, that won't cause any problems.
0: Well, everybody who won't express appropriate levels of loyalty. Even.
1: I'm sure that won't cause any problems. No, but you see, no, they don't believe that. They need to fire everybody because they don't believe it. Right. Because they don't trust it anyway. Right. Yeah. So Unless it's somebody they Stock. Need. Right. So they all need to be fired. How many federal employees are there? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. It's in the millions. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Four million. No big deal to re- to turn those over. Yeah, I'm sure that's... I'm sure, I'm sure firing and rehiring four million people It's not going to take long.
0: Now, just to be fair there,
1: they would start
0: at the top and work their way down. So to make a, a major change, they just have to
1: essentially
0: make... Instead of just the top one or two I, I, layers, I, I, political not, employees. Listen,
1: that, 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 listen the, the, no, no, no. The, the 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 unhinged psychopaths are not saying that. <laughs> yes, that's not. You're 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 adding logic to this thing. I don't know where the hell you're getting this <laughs> logical. <laughs> oh, we started at the top. That's not what they're saying. That's that's not what they're saying. They want everybody okay. fired.
0: What, what? One more election thing. Like I said, without without. Doing the state by state predictions and who's going to control the Senate and all that kind of stuff. One question though, Yvonne, because I've seen a number of things that seem to point that way. We've talked about abortion, we've talked about protecting democracy, we've talked about all kinds of other things. But when you boil it down, Yvonne, does it really? Is it really just gas prices and nothing else that matters?
1: I, 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 I. I, I because and the reason for that is a number sure, of sure pe- it sure seems it sure seems that way
0: cuz there a number of people have done analysis where they're correlating like the generic ballot or Biden's approval or whatever and there is a super tight correlation with gas prices with a little bit of a delay like, apparently, you add, to get the nice correlation, you have to add a three-week delay because I guess people take a while to notice that the prices are changing, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you add a little bit of a delay in there, it matches up super nicely. Like, the Democrats did better in the summer because gas prices went down. Gas prices started going up again. They did worse. Gas prices started to tick back in the other direction, and maybe Democrats are improving a little bit. Maybe. Uh, and it, it, it's like... You know it goes back to, you know it goes back to Carville, and it's the economy, stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's just this is the the most obvious thing that affects people on a day to day basis is gas prices. It's not even all the other inflation stuff. It's gas prices.
1: No, it's gas prices. It's gas because that's the one that they just see, like uh, you know, it, it it's on a it's on a sign outside like the gas station. With the number, and for whatever the hell damn reason, they remember that damn number. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and, 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 and it's one number. People, like, if you yeah. go
0: grocery shopping and it's more than normal, well, maybe you got a different mix right. of stuff than you did last time. If you fill up your car, you filled up your car, right. and you see that oh my god, it's now twenty dollars more than it was last time I did it. You know, and so and and you know, we we saw. I remember when we first started seeing the move towards the Democrats after the the leak of the Dobbs opinion and all this, saying, "Well, you know, it might be Dobbs, but it might be gas." Yes,
1: you know. Now, Uh, now, look. One of the things, uh, uh, reading what Nate Silver was. he was talking about where the polling numbers are and how we had the swing in one way and it's going another way and this other way. The one thing he was what wanted to caution people was that his deluxe model, he has stuck the finger on it down to have it uh be you know more favorable to the GOP than the numbers say. I mean yes. that's that be, because
0: because that has been
1: the, the pattern
0: more often than not recently,
1: right? And and, and so yeah, that that's, and, and um, that's the same
0: reason that I've sort of taken the pessimistic take when I look at the numbers as well.
1: But who knows? It could be different. But 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 the one thing is that in recent elections, post Dobbs we've had the opposite effect repeatedly now which is why it's one of these things where this is the discussion that we were uh doing on slack which which also where's my like again i i think most of that for next week no but i'll just at a high level just say look that's where it's like i don't know it's it's anybody's guess what the fuck is going to happen in this thing look what one thing is for sure the, the, and this is just facts. If you look at any of the poll numbers for any of these races, they're all within the fucking margin of error. There's so right. much and,
0: that's close. Yes, and I, and, and, I mean, and
1: they're, they're all you know. So, and,
0: and what I what I've said too on this is even. Like, you know, the, the argument Yvonne and I had were sort of some of the differences in terms of how much you can put into the difference between a 50-50 race versus an 80-20 race or whatever. Right. And the thing is, even if it's an 80-20 race, it's not like 20% is zero. You know, 20% happens all the fucking time. You know, this is not
1: like, you know, it, 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 it's not is a binary. Like... And the thing is that this is a binary result. Either one guy won yes, or the other guy yeah. won. You yeah know? you you don't end you' don't, you
0: don't end up with a score right you know and no. also people people tend to interpret odds as if they were like you know as if it was the percentages they were getting in the election no right <laughs> you know it's not that one person's gonna get eighty percent of the vote and another person's gonna get twenty percent and that's what you're measuring no in the end one person's gonna win and one person's gonna lose, and in many of these states it's gonna be you know fifty one forty nine you know, or something like that. Uh, It's going to be fucking close, but one person is going to win and the other is not. But my point on the odds is just, you know, yes, it, it, it looks like you might be able to favor one side over the other, but it's still close enough that the other possibility is still very much alive. So Man. And we, we, we will next week, because it will be the last week, I guarantee you we will go through, we will talk about individual states and what's going to happen in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Arizona and blah, blah, blah. And we will go through them one by one and and we can guess about one or the other and I can give a prediction and Yvonne can and say, then, I have no it,
1: fucking clue. I, I, here, and here's, we, what I, here's what I propose. I'm going to propose this. Yes. Next week's format is you're going to make predictions by state. And I'm going to flip a coin on my <laughs> see who end. Who does better? And see who does better. How do you like that? Okay, we could do that. Are we I can mean, do that. just 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 for shits and giggles? We'll we'll compare. We'll compare my coin flipping abilities to uh, Sam's predict predict you know pr- predictions.
0: That's beautiful. We will definitely do that. <laughs> That's um, <sounds> great. <laughs> and and in the meantime uh yeah like uh it it, it thing, things have been trending against the Democrats, but who knows I,
1: uh... actually, I saw the generic ballot again start you know a lot of the recent poll a lot of only going going a little bit the other way. I looked at there were like on on some of the data that three of the new polls that were all Republican were all paid by Republicans, and I'm like oh geez. yes that that is something that i very
0: much noticed, and by the way, this happens. This happened in uh, 2020 and 2016 as well. In the last week before the election, and this is one of the things I was tracking on election graphs, there was a big swing towards the Republicans in polling averages in the last few days before the election. And it was in part because of a swarm of Republican-leaning pollsters all jumping in at the last minute, which. Influences the averages. Um, now what was interesting is in both 2016 and 2020, the averages were closer to the actual final result because of that, swing of that. than they right. would have been otherwise. Right. So that like swarm swarm of Republican-leaning pollsters was actually closer to right than not
1: in well, the last, uh, well, well in no, those two in the last so- election. No, in the last election. It, Sorry, in, in the last two
0: presidential cycles, right? In yeah, the, the last, clear on
1: that, yeah. Because in the last presidential cycle, they were saying Trump was going to win, but it, it, okay. So what it did is, it 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 smoothed out the average where it was closer to what the actual result was. Yes, but their their poll was wrong. Well, right, right. Well all of yeah. Went, they, no, 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 because they, the other poll said, Oh, Biden's going to win. And they were like, No, 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 no. Trump is going to win by three points. And we're just said all of these. So so we are all tracking that Biden was gonna win by seven. He won by four, something like that. I'm just throwing out the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what it did. It, it, it moved the average. But, but their but their poll was wrong. It wasn't that Trump was winning. You know. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: yes. To to be clear, absolutely, it was not that Trafalgar nailed all the final results. It was that the fact that there was a Trafalgar poll that was more towards the Republicans moved the average to show it was closer. Which it actually was, right? You know, as opposed to being better for the Democrats. Anyway, I said we weren't going to talk about polls
1: this time, and here we go. So uh, can we we be done now? Yes, we can be
0: done. (sighs) And we will do the coin flip thing next week.
1: Oh yeah, the the coin. I'm excited about the coin flip.
0: And and yeah, yeah, I am too. This will be interesting. And and, and just (laughs) and for the record, and I'm going to say this every week until after the election. Uh, I have I am taking the pessimistic side on all of these questions, if pessimistic from a democratic point of view. Meaning,
1: I, I'm taking the coin flip side right now.
0: <laughs> I, I'm thinking the Republicans are doing better. Uh, y- Yvonne, even in saying coin flips, is a better view for the Democrats than I am. I hope Yvonne is right. <laughs> you know. I I think there will be all kinds of disastrous consequences of Republicans taking over Congress, but
1: I don't think that the wall street journal does this anymore, but for many years they did this thing called the, the dart. The, the dart. Yeah. Uh, you know, or they were, they were having fund managers compete against darts and the darts would win a lot. The darts would win a lot. Yes.
0: Okay. Enough, enough. We will do more of this next week. Uh, in the meantime, you guys know how to get a hold of all over information, curmudgeons-corner.com, which oh, oh, one of the other things that Matt pointed out on the site is I chastised him for not using the email on the site that goes to both of us. Turns out I had a typo in it. I've had a typo in it for years. Since whenever I set up this new version of the website, I had hyphen corner instead of curmudgeons-corner. And so the email on there didn't even freaking work. But now it works. I fixed it. And so I expect to get a lot more spam at that address.
1: I mean, come on. If we didn't have a typo, then it wouldn't be us.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... Anyway, you can go to curmudgeons-corner.com. The website always worked. It was just the email address on the website that was wrong. Uh, In any case, you'll find our Twitter handles if Twitter still exists. I guess it still does for now. You'll find our Facebook, our our email, as I said. Uh, And, of course, you will find our Patreon if you want to give us money. And if... You give us money on the Patreon, we will give you, we will mention you on the show, we will send you a postcard, we will send you a mug, blah, 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 blah. Matt's mug will be on his way very soon, not for giving us money, but for just being a really loyal listener for years and years and years. Um, and so if you give us $2 a month or more, we'll invite you to our Cummudgeon's Corner Slack. Um, or if you just ask nicely, through any communication method available to you, we will also invite you to our we will invite you to our curmudgeons corner slack <laughs> have to blah blah, blah 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 at least a few times per show um and uh we will invite you there where it's a chat room where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners share links and talk about the news of the day and anything else that comes up throughout the week. so Yvonne, one thing from the curmudgeons corner slack. That was cool and interesting that we have not talked about on the show yet.
1: One thing that was cool and interesting uh, let me say let me say let me say we got that we didn't talk about um, okay, well, I'll go with the one that I at first came to my mind uh It's about the restaurant industry's worst idea, okay <laughs> and it's these goddamn q r menus at restaurants uh which by the way, I have seen that many restaurants are backing away, but there's still a number of them that have more to hell did I see a lot of q r menus oh uh, in los angeles that's right Pe- yeah.
0: people bitch about these, but I actually want them to go further. I want to use the QR code, take them to their app, and do the ordering on there so I don't have to talk to the waiter.
1: Now, there are places that I've seen have that. Okay, yeah. by the way. Um... Well, at um, this
0: point, mostly I do take out anyway. So like, even when I do fast food, I often do that. Now I order on the app and then just go pick it up.
1: I mean, there are places that I've seen that have devices at the table that you order the food from. Okay. So I've seen that. I've seen that. I've also seen, you know, where you can order them from the phone as well. Uh, But that's not the most common. But but the one thing is that, uh, look, the problem with the... uh, the damn QR menu is that a lot of people can't read it very well because it's it's so fucking tiny. I definitely agree with that. You cannot, what's what some
0: places have done is basically put a scan of their print menu on there. And that's bullshit. Like if you're going to do it, you have to have it properly formatted for mobile devices.
1: But if you did. What winds up happening is that even if you know, look a piece of paper, is going to be way bigger than unless I'm bringing my 12-inch iPad, okay? Yeah. Now, I have seen some places hand out. uh, I've I've been to a restaurant that actually gives you a 12-inch, a full iPad for... Okay. Which actually works quite well, can I be honest? They have, like, uh, you click on it and stuff like that. Yes, okay? Uh, That works very well. But I'm not going to be walking to a fucking restaurant with a damn iPad. Okay. Yeah, no, I I will I will definitely
0: plus one that like if the, if they don't do it in a way that is very much designed for small devices. It can be disastrous.
1: It's just it's very uh, difficult for like a lot of very big menus to do that because the menus are it's very. Hard, it's you know, hard
0: for big menus. Big. It's hard for older people whose eyes may not be as good uh, yes. as they used to be for
1: all this kind of more stuff. T- more technology challenged, or you know, mm-hmm. what the hell if your battery's running low and you're having to use your goddamn phone in order to fucking like look at the damn menu. It's fucking annoying.
0: Now, I'm the sorry. one thing, the one thing I saw the article complain a little bit about is well. People already have their phones out, so it gives permission for them to use their phone through the whole dinner instead of talking yes, to their people. I actually I just agree. Say, oh, wait I, I just want to say this right off the bat. If I go to dinner with you, I don't want to be talking to you. I want to be looking at my phone. Shut up and leave me alone and let me eat.
1: Listen, I'm going to take one of the next <laughs> times I go out with you, I'm going to take out a fucking hammer. I'm going to smash your phone into a whole bunch of bits and pieces.
0: <laughs> like when my family goes out together, we're all on our phones. Like we'll text each other from across the table.
1: I I will allow Manu to use uh, his device uh, 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 a lot at the table, but but not the whole time. But I, I do allow him to use it plenty. But my wife and I try to avoid
0: that. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we talk to each other some, but like part of it is we're all looking at our phones and we're sharing fun stuff we find while we're looking at our phones, you know, and that's okay.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Okay, we are done. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in again. Uh, we plan to be here next week. Uh, be- between this week and next week, there's Halloween. If you do Halloween stuff, enjoy your Halloween stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Hey, stay safe. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye.